Welcome back to Strictly Footy, lads. Welcome back to the Jared Podcast. I don't think you'll hear Tom talk too much today because I'll be rambling about my own team. We've got my very own Manly Seagulls today. Um, Just a precursor, you will hear me bring up uh, a particular game against Melbourne maybe three or four times. Uh, You'll hear me say some things I've said in other podcasts like three or four times. I just basically love talking about Manly and Tom's going to have to sit here and listen to it. How we doing, mate? Um, I'm great. You know, I... I Did you know that we beat Melbourne? He's already cut me off. He's already cut me off. Back in round eight or whatever it was in 2022. He's he's already cut me off. He's already cut me off. All right. Great. Seriously, just go. No, I was going to say, I think we're going to have a nice little chat today because um, I was spot on with where I thought Manly would finish. Nice. So, I'm quite happy to talk about, you know... What happened this year, and I mean, I'm sure we'll get down to the nitty gritty of it. I mean, this guy's literally not going to let me talk for the entire day, so you know, let's win some, you lose some, but we'll, oh, we'll keep moving, we'll keep pushing. All right, so I'll I'll, I'll let you go first. Just you're going to let me go yeah, first. Yeah, I'll I'll let you go first. Is that because you want all the limelight? No, no, no. Is this, is this no, I'm just I'm just giving you a chance. Giving you a chance right. to speak early on. So, so what am I starting with, mate? How do you how do you reckon they went in regards to uh, expectations? Not just not just your expectations, but um, pretty much everyone else's. Well, I expected them to finish eleventh or twelfth. I couldn't remember where, but I definitely said in that range. Believe eleventh, yep. I said. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm quite happy with that because that's exactly where they finished. That's where I expected them to finish at least. Right. I knew there was going to be something. I just didn't see them playing finals this year. I think. I think Forum was a bigger loss than a lot of people uh, made out. I think, you know, I don't, uh, Tulungi, I just don't think he was really moving the needle for me. Obviously, Saab had some injuries. Turbo, we were already scared of having injuries, and the way he started wasn't the greatest. Um, and, you know, I think people expect a lot from this team after the preseason, but for me, I just never really bought into the huge manly hype. Um I mean, we'll talk about that later on. But yeah, for for my expectations personally, they performed literally how I thought they would perform. Um, but for everyone else, man, they, they seem to have them as like a smoky for the top four after that preseason tournament. And yeah, after I, the first I'll, after the first few rounds as well, there's yeah. a game in round three against Para. They smoked them. They smoked the Bulldogs, which I mean, in hindsight, obviously wasn't as big a deal as people were making it out mm. to be at the time. So yeah, everyone. Had them as a smoky for uh, top four. Uh, I heard some even say premiership, which I thought was a bit wild. But um, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. no, I did. No, you didn't. I did not think we could win the, ch- the premiership this year. At no point. All right. You gonna At- prove me wrong? <laughs> no, All I'm. Right. I'm gonna take you on your word. Okay. But, you know, I just think. I just think um, the preseason is looked at a bit too extreme, like. The Tigers flogged Canberra and then Canberra made the finals. Tigers at the spoon. Like, it's that simple. And looking at the preseason challenge, uh, the way uh, the way people did when Manly won it, yeah, sure, they played really well. But also look at the teams they're playing against. Like, South were playing a lot of their younger boys. And who else? Who did you play in the second trial? Roosters. Roosters were playing a lot of the young boys too. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't really playing against full strength teams. You can't really judge much off trials. And I just think people dove into it a little too hard too early. But 
I think Manly's still building. Like, I think they'd still be happy with this season. But I never really saw them making finals, to be honest. Yeah, I had them eighth. Um, I had them in that kind of seven to ten range. Of Broncos and Canberra and Parramatta were also in that range, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Um, but that was with everyone staying healthy. I feel like Turbo, the start of the season, he had a few good games. And then, do, do we even know what it was? In the end, he just Whoa. completely shut off almost. Like, but, he had a groin injury in that Tigers game, but it, it started well before that. Yeah. Just, he just looked 10 times slower than, yeah. he, than he was. He didn't look confident. Wa- was walking around the field with his head down the whole time, like slouching. I, I don't really think anyone knows mm. what went wrong there. And then the, the game before Origin, he comes out and... Um, Nails it against Canberra, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, nails it against Canberra. Comes back, um, plays the game after Origin against Dolphins. Was very good there as well. I think he had three tries, two tries, this or something. And then does his peck. So I guess we'll never know how that season would have gone. We also had Jake miss eight weeks. Um, yeah. Yeah, but overall, I think a decent season for Manly. I don't think they'll be too unhappy with it. I think obviously they'll want to be back to those like top four days, but um, yeah, I I think they've they've got a solid base going going into next season. I think they ended the year pretty well. Um, they found some combinations that could work out, and yeah, I think they'll go into go into next year with high hopes. Well, for me, I thought I did expect Seabold to struggle, mm-hmm. um, because just because coming back into that NRL off his previous season, I think it's very very tough. For you to come back and make a big, uh, a big, let's say, statement, um, it's all, it was always going to be tough, and especially with the roster him having, he didn't have many of his players that he would have, you know, handpicked. But I think he did relatively well for the squad he was given, um, and I think, you know, they came out red hot. As we said, they played I would say their best footy at the start of the year, even with Turbo yep. not fully fit or not playing to his full mm-hmm. as we know he can. Um, and towards the end of the year, you know, I think they came good again. It was just, mm-hmm. again, that mid-season, they just completely disappeared. There's inconsistency everywhere. You know, you never knew what manly you were going to get each week. I'd say from, you know, not to keep bringing up that same win, but from that Melbourne win, it went downhill. That's like where yeah. it felt like they just fell off a cliff and I then reappeared the in round 20. they lost the Titans. Yeah. Like, and then they just reappeared in round 20, like, hang on, this team can play. Yeah. Um... But are they happy with the season? That's the next. That's my next kind of question. I think for sure, no finals. But you know, you had Turbo out for half, three quarters of the season. DC, um, DC, Jerbo missed eight weeks, as you said. Yeah. Saab missed the start of the season. Hamole went down for a few weeks. I think Paseka missed. Paseka missed weeks. the back end of the season. Um, Burbo was in and out with concussions. Um, I think Tuolangi missed a stint with concussion. Tui Pilotu was in and out. Like people were missing a lot, a yep. lot. Um, but I think, you know, maybe this is a stretch to say, but I think DCE had a Dalian caliber year. Mm-hmm. Um, week so in, too. week out, thought he was your best player. Um, and, you know, first year to see, first year for Seabold with an injured turbo to finish the way you did around about 9 or 10 wins. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy with that. And I, I really think it took him a while to figure out what to do. Without mm. Trebojevic, because when he went down, that's almost where we started really, really struggling. And 
I mean, he decided to throw KO Weeks in. Wasn't really working. Yep. Uh, KO even played a game at six, which turned out horrible. It was that Penrith game that Tommy had all those injuries and back spasms and whatever. Um, then went to Garrick. Now, Garrick is... I mean, he can do it. He can put in a shift at fullback. He'll run a lot of metres, but again, I don't think he's a fullback. I don't think he can be a a fullback of a top calibre team. I'll put it that way. Yep. Um, and it's the same reason I don't like Joe Minor at fullback. Runs a lot of metres. Ball so playing you, is but questionable. But you were big on Garrick before the year fullback. Oh, look. Hype train. Bit of, bit of a hype train. hype train. Call a hype train. Bit of a hype train. Yeah. Bit of looking at statistics more than how it actually affected the team. I think, to be fair, I think as a collective, we did a lot of that this year, as in more just watching players rather than their uh-huh. stats. Because, you know, we can talk about it at the, end, at the end of our Manly thing, but just in reference to a lot of players we were talking about last night and just yep. the things that people are saying and how reactionary they are, like, I think we can sit there and watch the game and be like, he has done absolutely nothing. And then we go on Twitter or Instagram or something and they were the best player on the field. I think with Garrett, it's like, hang on, hang on. Like, okay, Joey Marnie's ran for 300 metres, Rappers ran for 300 metres, but they weren't involved in the game. Yeah. And I think we've done a lot of that kind of extracting of players' games now where I would used to sit down and be like Kieran Foran or Josh Schuster, right? He had a couple of games like this this year, did absolutely nothing on a stat sheet. But you watch the game, and the things they do, they don't pop up on the stat sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think I think we did a lot of that this year anyway. I went off a bit of a tangent, so you can continue. The eye test as well, like, he can look good. Like, Garrick didn't look terrible at fullback, but if you look closer, he just didn't have the impact that a fullback needs to have on the game. Yeah. And, I mean, him getting injured almost forced Collar back to fullback, and I, I think that's going to end up being a blessing in disguise for Manly because if Tommy goes down now, Collar's definitely the fullback. I don't even think it's a discussion anymore. No, no, neither do I. Now I get Not he played all. the Bulldogs and the Tigers at the back end of the season, but but he's been playing gotta, all right for Tonga got, as well. You still got to be a quality player yep. to be able to produce that. So yeah, yep. I definitely think that he deserves to have that spot penciled in. Yeah, hundred percent. Strengths, strengths. Now I think you're gonna have quite a few strengths down, given the fact that you're a completely manly meat rider. But I, I'm uh, actually really keen to believe to to I've got, hear I've got three. Three. Yeah. Go on. Right, attack. <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of goes into attack. We've got, this, we've got speed. Especially I have speed. Tommy there, cooler. I have speed too. Jason yeah. Saab. Yep. Um, basically, uh, I, I think mainly on their day, especially, mm-hmm. can score from literally anywhere on the field <laughs> at any point well, in time. Well, I'll just, I'll just tick those two off mine. Okay, cool. And I've got star power. Yep. With Turbo, DCE, Jake, Halmole, with those four names alone, you could you could almost pencil that down for a top eight. Have you ever seen that photo? Of but the, we just of, don't. Have you ever seen that photo of the clown with all the soldiers? You're telling me if you if if we're making a random team. Have, have you ever seen if that we're photo making of a, that clown with all the soldiers? Have you ever seen that photo? If we're making a random That's team, Jake in that list. If we're making a random team, we have Tom, Jake, DCE, Hamale. Yeah, three of those names I'm scared of. What is a Jake hater? I'm Any- not a Jake hater, bro. I'm just saying, like, if I had to make, like, I would 
Jake's not in my top ten front rowers and at all. And he's probably front not rows, in the top like five props loss. and locks. No, front rowers is in front rowers. He played a lot of the year at front row. And for locks, I wouldn't have him over five or six of them. I think I have Jake five for locks. It's crazy, crazy. I'm gonna do mine right now. You chat. I'm gonna do mine, and we can see oh, where I put it. Oh no, no, let's just back up a second. Okay, you can talk. If I've it. got Jake at five, and you said I don't have him over five or six of them, that means you have him six or seven. It's not that bigger. Let me do my list. It's not that big. Let me do. Okay. My, let me right, do, do my your list. list. Do your list. I'm doing props first. Anyway, no my point is, order. with those four guys, if you saw those four names on a random team, take context out of it, you'd go. That team is going to be pretty strong this season, mm. and Manly the last few years have just underperformed, underdelivered. But I think their star power as a whole is um, definitely, definitely one of their strengths. And those are my three. Those are my three All strengths. Right, well, you can go in, into a bit more depth if you want. Why I just completely expo- expose you? No, no, go on. Locks, go. Oh, I've been doing front rowers, mate. Oh, do locks. All right, so I'd have him ranked yeah. about eight. Props. I've got him nowhere near the top ten. Uh, Carrigan, Yo, yep, yep, Murray, yep, Hopgood. Don't chat to me. That's right. Um, that's okay. Big Red. We're we're putting a poll out for that. No, nah, okay. Um, this is monkey. You're trying to. Fit, this is revenge for last episode. That's what this, this is. This is no revenge. This is revenge from like. Okay, I'll t- I'll tell you. I'll tell you who I got above Jack. I got him six. Tamalolo. Right. I'm I'm listening to you, but I'm still right. Okay, I got him six. I got uh, I have Tamalolo as a front row now, so okay. he's not involved in this for, for me. Then. I have Carrigan, Yo, Murray, Cotter, Tohu Harris, Jake. So Jake six. I'll add Harris to that list. So you're gonna I'll put Tom T- Gilbert I'll above add, him as well. I'll add Tino to that list. This is this is. So crazy. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, I don't, seven. I have Tino as a prop as well. Okay, well, I'll cross Tino out. And I'll continue to think. I'll continue Gilbert? To think. No. McInnes? No. All right, then no one else. DeBellum? Close. Okay, then no one else is above him. There's not going to be enough. Oh, Radley? Rad- Radley. Okay, cool. Oh, all right. Ryan Madison. Jesus. Jesus. I think that'll do. Alright, so we're going to put your list of players that are better than Jake Trebojevic. Okay. Now, I agree with some. Some of them are wild. We're going to put, we're gonna put them out. Wild? Who's wild? We're going to put them out. Who's wild? We're going to put them out. Okay. And we're going to pose the question. This is going to be the poll. Is Tom a certified Jake hater? I'm also going to add Tino to that list. Okay, well, I agree with that. <laughs> if we're counting Tino as a lock, he's so definitely, Jake's he's definitely better lock. than Jake. Jake's not a top 10 lock. That's crazy. Righto. Crazy. That's crazy. Righto. Continuation. Uh, what other <laughs> strengths did you have? I had dynamic. Very dynamic. They got, as you said, they got star power in the back row, in the halfback, at the fullback. Not much uh, in the front row or lock, but I think they are very dynamic all across the park. And I think that kind of comes into their speed with Cola, with Saab, with Garrick with the likes of these people hanging around, Turbo and DC. And I just think Paseca even is such a dynamic player. And I just love what the Manly attack offers. And I think the way they play their football is very, very entertaining. And on their day, on their day, I should say, can light anyone up. Um, I've also got their youth. 
Now, you look at Manly, a team that finished as 11th or 12th, you look, where do they go from here? You got Jason Saab, you got Tolu Kola, you got Ruben Garrick, you know, Lockie Croker's not all that old, Paseca's not that old, Hamole's still young, Burbo's still young, Schuster's still young. You got so many players that are still young and still developing. You got Ray Vega, Gordon Chen Kum Tong, all these players that are still so young, you still got so much to build with, and I think that's a huge strong point for Manly, and I know they've lost the likes of Samuel Afainu and obviously Latu Fainu now. But I think they can continue to build on what they've got there now, and I think they're going to be okay. The last strength I've got is that they've got two great game managers in DCE and Lockie Croker. Now, yep. I think you, you get a big big pack, which I'm going to get into in a sec. You get a bigger pack around this team, and these two game managers, they make even more of a difference. I think Lockie Croker is one of the most underrated nines in the comp in terms of how much he does around the ruck, and people love to give Harry Grant credit for how much he manages the game for all the dirty work he does, for the effort plays he makes, I see Lockie Croker do that every night. Every night. Kicking out a dummy half is immaculate. Service close to the line is immaculate. He picks when to run so well and doesn't miss a tackle. I think he is so, so solid. And to have him and Gordon there for the next couple of years, I think is outstanding. And we know how good DC is. You know, Origin, Australian halfback, manly captain. As I said, this year was phenomenal and I think if you can get another year out of him like that next year especially with some of the people you're bringing in I think it's a very big strong point for Manly and a very big selling point as well alright weaknesses defensive lapses yep I've got well I've got inconsistent defence I've got so so we're in the same I'm gonna group same boat I'm gonna group all of these into one okay defensive lapses effort areas and laziness. I yeah, I've grouped it all into inconsistent defense. Laziness is a big standout to me. Now I'm gonna not I'm not gonna sit here and name names, but there there are a lot of players in that manly team who when when they're down twelve or eighteen points they give up. That's it. We're not gonna win. I'm not gonna put my sorry about that. I'm not gonna put my blood, sweat and tears, put my heart on put my body on the line. If we're already down 18 points, I'm just not going to defend, not make efforts, go jump for intercepts, make silly reads. Mm-hmm. I think Manly could have gone a lot further and won a lot more games this year had their defence just hung in there and had they not put their heads down as soon as they can see a try or two. Um, for effort areas, it's just like scrambling to lose balls. Their scramble defence on their line, I think, is very passive. They don't slide very well. Mm-hmm. Um and often, you know, it leaves Kohler, who's a great defensive... You actually have two great defensive centers in Brad Parker and Tolu Kohler. But it often leaves them getting exposed because either Hamole or the six or the winger will jump in. We saw that a lot with Tui Pilotu. The winger will jump in and make a silly read or the back row will try to put a big hit on or the six will just not move. The six or the seven will just not slide and then it throws a whole defensive line on. Kohler will not follow. And I think... Is probably one of the bigger issues um, in terms of Manly's defence is the fact that they're not willing to take that extra step, run that extra metre or two to get across that man. It's like once they're beaten, they're beaten. Um, they don't chase kicks hard enough. They're not willing to chase... DC has the best kicking game in the comp. Maybe, if not, top three, easy. And you know who usually leads the chase? And what I'm saying is that's not good enough if Jake's leading the chase. No, 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 no. 
No, DC are usually losing. Oh, the chase right. After yeah, he I kicks thought you were going to say Jake. I was going to say if Jake's leading the chase, there's your issue. But he usually DC kicks chase, it and he's yeah, still the one that I actually know it. I know what you're talking about. But he has the best kicking game in the comp, like I said, if not top three. Why is no one putting any kick pressure on? Your kicks are only as good as your chase. And if Manly, especially with the speed they have in their outside backs, if they're not getting up there in the face, his, his kicks offer no benefit. And the amount of times that he's got you out of trouble through his kicking game, and there's just no chase, and they bring it straight back to a 40-meter line, saw it against Penrith. Yeah. Saw it against Penrith a million times. No one would chase a kick. Dylan Edwards is back to the 40. Brian Toto, there's a huge run. Taruva, huge, huge run. They're inside your 30. When DC is pinpointing these kicks to the corners, we see it in Origin. When he has a good chase, there's literally no one that can that can defeat his kicking game. Mm-hmm. So I think a huge weakness there for Manly is not chasing those and defensive lapses is like I was talking about before. Jump of intercepts, jamming when it's not necessary, you know, overplaying and getting beaten too easy, just stuff like that. Yep, um, it ties into laziness as well because I'd argue that let's say when they're when DC puts a chip kick up or a bomb when they're close to their line, mm. if it's within the vicinity, they usually go up and get it. Hamalo goes up, Saab's yeah. taking some mid Try scoring opportunity, Tommy, right? or, yeah. But if it's just a, say, kicks it from our own end, 40, 50 meter line, the chase isn't good enough. No. Because there's no chance they're going to score off it. So Even just, the games you're winning, that was still a theme. Yep. I remember we were at Campbelltown watching the Tigers. You guys were on the front foot hard. Mm-hmm. And it was Buller's debut game. No one was putting pressure on him. Mm-hmm. Saab was the only one that was really giving him a run for his money. Yep. And I think you have to test people out. You have to see how comfortable they are under DC's bombs. And I just think those that kind of laziness and the switching off like that, that's not going to win you games and it's not going to get you into finals. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that, uh, especially that jamming in and Tolu Kola later because I do have a point on that. Um, but it'll come up in a different different segment of it. Yeah, I, I got inconsistent defense. As soon as they decide to concede one try, that's it. But the other team will just pile on points and points and points. So basically, here's how it works, all right? Yep. The other team scores. If uh, we don't hit back in the next set, get a repeat set or score a try, that team will just keep rolling on. Yeah. That team will score 20, 26 points in the next 20 minutes or whatever it is. Mm. I remember this was a this was a thing last year as well. Yep. And there were two particular games. It was back-to-back weeks. It was the Cowboys yep. and the Storm. And in the last five minutes of both of those games, so a 10-minute period, we yep. conceded, I think it was 36 points. Yeah, and the one that even comes to my head is just the Sharks from this year. Oh, yeah. You know, you guys did end up pulling that game out, but that didn't need to be as close as it was. No. Um, and From I think, up 32 nil or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, and you th- finished like 32-28 or something. Yeah. And, and the Shark, we only won because the Sharks bombed the try at the end. Yeah, exactly. They, they should have scored that. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you're saying now. It's coming back to me. But yeah, that I've got inconsistent just as a big yep. overhead. And it's inconsistent as well because when they're on, their defense is great. We're sort of against right power. up there. It is really good. Yeah. And then it can just all go down the drain. Well, we saw it against Melbourne. Yeah. Like, we considered eight points that whole game. Yeah, legitimately saw it against Melbourne. Um, I've got a weaker pack compared to a lot of packs that are competing for the top eight. Yeah, I, did, I didn't end up, I didn't like end up putting it. Um, 
feel like, well, I know you don't like Jake as much as I do. No, I Jake's like in Jake. Hamole's there. Jake. there. I think, I mean, I know it's but, not an awesome signing, but I think Lodge upgrades the pack. But your bench is very Seca. thin. Your bench See, is I very thin. I don't think so anymore. I, I think it's going to be all right. We'll, we'll get into the best 17s and then we'll talk we'll talk about it when we get to the bench. Because I, I don't think it's that weak. It's definitely not... Compared, a, to the other, compared to other teams in the comp, it is very slim. Alright, we'll, we'll, we'll go through oh, and do that. Crazy. We'll go through and do that. Because yeah. I really don't think it's that weak at the moment. I don't think it's a top 8 pack. Definitely not. But I don't think it's like horrendously weak. I think it's about 10th or 11th. Yeah, I don't mind. And Hamole, he's, he's got a backpack on. Mm-hmm. He's got that backpack on. Um, the last point I have, well, I had two, but I've, they're kind of tied into one. Uh, I've got lack of creativity and very one-dimensional at times. Yep. I think when you guys, when when a defense finds out how to shut down that speed for periods, it's just DC just searching for something, just running back and forth, across field, across field, left, and right, left, stuff. right. And Schuster, no one's going forward. No one's trying to put anything on. And it becomes very one-dimensional, predictable, and then it's just DC, short ball, Hamole. Please, please go through the hole. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, or it's, please, please kick to Saab. Please, Saab, grab the ball. Like, you guys need to find more, especially with all the star power you have in yep. attack. You need to be able to find more to do and to pull off when teams work out. Because teams are going to be studying that speed in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Especially after the last couple of rounds with Kohler and Saab and the likes. So someone's going to find out and shut it down. Dare I say Penrith. And you're going to need to counter against that. And I yep. don't know how you do. And I don't know how you figure out a way to. But you need to work that out. Uh, I've also got roster management. Yep. I feel like we've made some good signings, but I also feel like there's a lot of them that just don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Now, when we go through the losses and gains, there are literally so many. And a lot of them are like, what, like why? We just yeah. gave up a young player yeah. who isn't going to be playing first grade this season anyway. Like, I'm not talking about the yeah, yeah. top guy. Yeah. But we just gave up, let's say Fletcher Myers or whatever, who's been in the Manly system for, I think, not three, three or four years now. Um, looked really good in the trials. People were asking for him to play throughout the season at some of the lower points. Yep. And, for example, we'd get rid of someone like him for... Mm-hmm. A Tommy Talao, who I think has potential, but like it's just why? Yeah. Why have we made that move? We could have just brought our youth through, whatever. Um, I feel like some of the players that uh, Seabold picked throughout the season, for example, KO Weeks kept getting games, yep. even though it w- wasn't working. I feel like Aaron Woods didn't really deserve his spot. He had a few decent games, but he definitely shouldn't have been starting. Yep. Um... Yeah, just a few things like that. Obviously, we let two of the best young players in the game go as well to the Tigers. And uh, I, just, I just think the roster management overall has been, been pretty poor. The last one I have is uh, health. Yeah. Every season, not just Tommy, yeah. every season we seem to just yeah. rack up the casualty ward. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so health is the last one. We're good. That's, that's all I've got for... Um, Strengths and weaknesses. You done? Yeah. Everything. All right. Exceeded expectations. Who exceeded your expectation this year? I want to do awards first. 
Oh, okay, we can do Cause, awards. Because if we, if we do Shining Lights and Disappointments first, it kind of spoils some of the awards. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's do awards first. All right, MVP. I've got Daily Cherry Evans. I have Daily Cherry Evans as well. Un- undisputed, unanimous. I know Homole was great, but this guy was on another level. Did he finish third or fourth in uh, Daily MVP? Fourth. fourth. Incredible season. He was. In some of those games that we lost, he was the only one yeah. that bothered to to try and keep us in it. Him, him and Croker, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Cherry Evans just ha- had a major year, um, not just at Manly, at Queens- for Queensland as well. Um, yeah, by far our best player. Yep. Uh, most improved player. I've got Lockie Croker. I've got Lockie Croker. Ooh. Are we, uh, you reckon we're going to pick... Pick the Ooh, same ones. I don't think have we done that yet? I don't think we have. I don't think we have. I think we disagreed on disappointing. I think for the Broncos, we had all the same. And then disappointing, I went Corey Jensen. Okay. And you said Corey Oates. I thought oh, we were going to yeah. go 4 for 4 All right. So, most improved player, Lockie Croker. I thought he was a very... Well, I thought he was a horrible 9 in 2021. Mid-9 last year. And I think he's really stepped up his game. He's... The thing that stands out now more more than anything to me is the the passion he plays with, his aggression. Yeah. Um, he's not doing um, all the stuff you're saying about some of the other boys. I don't know who you're talking about, but I, I, yeah, it's not him. Yeah, it's definitely not, not Lockie Croker, and you can see it because mm. when Manly switch off, Lockie Croker is one of the guys that doesn't. Yeah. Um, like you said, make makes a ton of tackles, doesn't miss any anymore. I think he was almost the missed tackles leader last year. Yeah even though he's making a ton of tackles, but was the missed tackles leader last year, wasn't top 10 this year. Um, and yeah, he's roster, mani- um, sorry, roster management, game management, and he's a 40-20 sniper at the moment as well. Yeah. Just out of dummy half. So I think I called it. Was it was it the Tigers game we were at when I was like, look, this is going to be a 40-20 before he played the ball? I'm not sure. Mate, oh, I think it was that Tigers game. But uh, yeah, Lock- Lockie Croak is my most improved player. And that segues into my uh, breakout year. I've got Lockie Croker too. I don't. Who have we got? Hamole Olakwatu. Ooh. All right, I'm interested in this. Because the guy was a different beast. I think he rounded out a lot in his game. Uh, I know he's been good, but he hasn't been this good. Mm-hmm. Like the form he was in at the start of the year was Dave Fafita 2021 type stuff. Yep. Like the guy was unstoppable. And I just think, you know, he, he'd never really been in Origin Talks. People thought he deserved to be. Um, but he was this year. I think I'm, it was very unfortunate he didn't get picked. But the dude's just a straight freak. And I think he broke out. but Not necessarily burst on the scene, but a lot more people are aware of him now than they were last year. Yep. I think, yeah, 2021, he came out of nowhere. Uh, 2022, he was still kind of that same player, especially at the start of the season, but dropped off a little bit yep. at the back end. And just like you said, 2023 just rounded out his game. Yeah, I think a lot of the defensive defensive lapses um, had a few errors in him. Yeah, before that, maybe trying to force offloads, things like that. But yeah, I I, I don't hate it. Most disappointing player. I know who you're gonna say. Who? Schuster. Yeah. I haven't got Schuster. I have Schuster now. I campaigned very hard for him at the start of the season. Um, there were some games where he was absolutely brilliant and probably our best player on the field, if not second best player. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's something like when he was at five eight. There's something like only two games where he didn't record a try assist, two or three games. Um, so it was definitely a big overreaction um, from the media. But just at the back end of the season, I just I thought he really dropped off from that yeah. Penrith game. He came out in that Penrith game with a lot of confidence, and things didn't come off. And the next week he was dropped. There was a lot of lot of pressure on Seabob surrounding Schuster, and he was dropped. Uh, ended up playing in the second row, and he just he just didn't do much. They tried to bring him off the bench, which I think is a bit unfair for him because he's not a bench impact player. But yeah, I, I definitely expected more in the back end of the season. I've got Turbo. Okay. Just didn't look good at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. Don't think he deserved to play Origin. Um, and got injured again. I know it's disappointing for him as well. Yep. Um, but I think it's just disappointing for NRL fans. Like the guy just can't catch a break, and he's like the box office of the NRL when he's on. Um, and I just think it was so unfortunate that he missed his season or missed the second half of it. And it was just very disappointing to me the way he started the season too, especially after taking such a long recovery going to the US. I just think he got offered a lot more this year. Um, but yeah, just very disappointing in terms of we got to miss out another year of Turbo. Like the guy's going to be 27 next year. Yeah. And we haven't seen a lot of him. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know how long he's got left, especially getting up there in age. I, I pray that he's had it's He's had two healthy than, seasons from 2019. Yeah. I hope that you know, he, he, he can get better from here, but I don't know, man. It's it's getting into scary times, and, yeah, we'll talk soon about what they do about that. I'm, I'm feeling we've got a similar similar thing coming up, just just off that comment. Um, most underrated player, the last one. I almost gave it to Lockie Croker. <laughs> um, but I oh, didn't have it. Oh. I didn't actually write it. I, I went Taniela Paseca. I, like I think he's so, so unknown to most fans. Yeah. And I think he's by far and large Manly's best prop. Oh. By yeah, far and large. Better than Jake as well. Um, come on, bro. Crazy. Um, but yeah, with he spent a lot of the time this season on the sidelines. But when he was there, he's playing 50, 60 minutes a game. Um, running a ton of meters, and they were tough carries. Mm. I used to take tough carries um, coming on as the number 17 uh, a few few, few seasons ago when he came onto the scene, but it was only getting 10, 20 minutes. Yep. Struggled when he started to get the start to keep that consistency up, running hard, because obviously it's difficult to do that over and over and over again in the NRL, especially with a bigger role. But uh, yeah, he's starting to to really come up with some good runs now. On a consistent basis. Yeah, I love Paseca. Um I do agree with you there, but I've gone Jason Saab. He's the first player that came to my head. Okay. Um, I actually think, try-scoring production aside, this was his best year of oh, his career. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like This is the best tw- version of Saab. Yeah, and he's come back from that injury bigger and better, and he just looked so much better from the minute he stepped down the field. And I know 2021, he did a lot, but I still didn't think he was all that. He was more of just an output try scoring guy. Which he was fast. He lot. was fast and tall, so he took some catches fast, in the corner. He fast and scored a lot of tries, and ran away. which is what the fans love. Yeah, he was fast and scored a lot of tries. But this year, he really rounded out a lot of his tough carries, 
very good under the high ball. Was very safe under the high ball this year. Um, Much just improved so defensively. Yes, and so consistent. So, yeah, for me, Jason Saab, I don't think people understand how good he is. He'd be in my top 10 wingers right now. You reckon? I think he's just outside for me. But Maybe just outside. I'm yeah. just say, I'm just saying around yep. about, but he would be around, sniffing around top 10. Yep. All right, shining lights are ones that, ones that we didn't just mention because I've got Croker there, obviously, but we've talked enough about him now, same as Cherry Evans. I've got Ben Turbo. I thought he really I have Ben Turbo. I... Oh, mate. I think everyone thought he so, was shocking. So, hold on. We've spoken about DCE. Yeah. Spoken about Paseca. Well, just just anyone that we've like spoken already covered in the awards. Spoken about Saab. Burbo, I'll take off too. Oh, Burbo. I thought he was uh, not a very good footballer <laughs> coming into this season. Based off the way he played in 21 and 22 when he had the chances. Um, it's clear as day to me he's not a centre. Mm. We kept trying to play him in the centres, and left second row just seems to be his spot. And when he got the starting role, he was he was very, very good. And when he came off the bench, he came on, made an impact, especially in that Roosters game. I thought he was their best player. Yeah. Uh, him and Schuster. Uh, they do have a um, combination all through juniors, so that, that edge was doing quite well with them two there. Um, obviously, I think he took the spot from Kelma because we told Kelma to look elsewhere. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he starts this season. Uh, I, I think he's a genuine chance. The last player I've got is Cola. Yeah, I've got Tola as well. Wow. One of my favourite players in the NRL. Um, the guy is just an absolute machine. He's a speed machine, but he offers so much more than that. Um, I just love watching him play, especially when they put 50 on the Tigers. I love watching that game. Um I just think he had such an underrated year, even at centre. He doesn't get used enough in that manly team. I think that's quite evident. Um, but for me, he exceeded my expectations by a mile. I wasn't hugely sold on him. I thought he was just a lot of a pace guy. But when I really took time to sit down and, and watch him and keep a close eye on him every game, that's when I really started to understand, wow, I think this guy could be the best centre in the game. Yeah, I feel like this season, and just... Just a disclaimer on that. He means in future potential to be not. That's why I said not, could. Yeah. That's why I said he could be this. Yeah. Um. What what point was I going to make? I've completely forgotten now. That's throwing me off. But uh, oh yeah, just on that. Uh, he's not used enough. I I just think he needs to be more selfish. He he seems he doesn't seem like that extroverted guy that's going to go hey like give me the ball. This plays for me. Yeah. I think he just kind of plays his role on the edge, and I feel like he's so much more than that. You saw that when he's been put into fullback. He gets the ball, and he he creates magic with it. So, yeah, I really like Tolu Kula. He's very good defensively as well, despite how small he is um, compared to most other centers. And I think he's got a ma- massive, massive future ahead of him. Yeah, I agree. Should we get into some disappointments? Yes, I have, I have three, and I didn't have Tommy as one of them. Well, I did, so I'll take him off. <laughs> uh, we already talked about Schuster. Did you have Schuster as a disappointment? Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Of course I did. I cool. I've got two more. I had KO Weeks. Oh, so did I. <laughs> Come on, who's the last one? Please. We'll, we'll get into it after no, we no, talk no, about KO no, Weeks. No, no, please, please, please. I'll just... Uh, Ruben Garrick. Oh. I had Kelma too alive. <laughs> All right. I don't think Garrick was that bad. Well, I don't think he's bad, but we'll, we'll get into that. Kyle Weeks, 
I really thought, I was like, hey, when Tommy's injured, it's KO's time now. He's like 19, he's ready for the NRL, he's been killing her at all levels. And um, yeah, when, when he played for us this season at fullback and in the halves, it just just didn't work out. Now, I guess he's a rookie and he came into a team that didn't have their staple guys. I mean, DCE missed a few of the games that KO was out. Um, Johns was his halves partner. Um, look, I know you're not as high on Jake, but Jake wasn't there either. And um, yeah, I, I think that didn't help. Given that the team didn't have a lot of experience either, telling him where to be, where he's missed his assignment. And yeah, I, I think it just spiraled from there. I really liked him at the start of the season when he was at 14 and coming yeah, on so at 9. So but I. but I, I didn't like him in the starting team at all. And he, and he just completely lost that spot and I think fell way down the pecking order. And that's why he's gone gone to Canberra. I think he's got a good opportunity in Canberra, though. Yep. I, I no agree. pressure on him. I think he's got a really good opportunity there. Uh, Kelmatulangi is another player. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't necessarily have the highest expectations for him because I knew what you were getting. I'd mm-hmm. watched it for a year. And unfortunately, I think people didn't watch much of the Tigers. I don't blame them. Um, but they didn't watch much of the Tigers and they didn't see what I saw. And I knew exactly what you guys were going to get. Now, I think Kelman's got immense potential with his skill set. Mm-hmm. But I knew it wasn't just going to turn around in a split second. Um, I knew there was a lot of defensive lapses there and a lack of effort in a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew he had a great try scoring ability, but I just knew that he's he's still very raw, still a very raw player, um, and he was never going to come out and, and be a world beating kind of back row. People called yep. him by of the season. I saw. Oh. I was like, wow, that is nuts. So. Hopefully that's not an omen for Brooksy coming from the Tigers and being called by of the year. But yeah, I knew Kilmer, what you what you see is what you get. You know, I didn't think he was going to be much more than that. And unfortunately, he disappointed a lot of people, but kind of I knew what was going to happen. Well, I didn't think he was going to be by of the season. I thought he'd be pretty decent. Uh, I don't think he was too bad. But um, I didn't watch a lot of the Tigers in uh, 2022, I must admit. Watched yeah. a few games, but... Um, yeah, when I saw we got Kelma Tuolangi, I thought round one, I watch every game round one every season because that's when the hype is there. Round one versus Melbourne, he killed it. Yeah, in twenty twenty two, he was the be- I thought he was the best player on the field. Twenty twenty three. Oh, oh no, no, no you're talking about yeah. yeah, yeah, he killed it, and I was like, ah, thanks for giving us Kelman, mate, because it was already confirmed by that point. And um, yeah, I feel like both of us can relate to this. We've just sat and watched a lot more footy this season yeah. and analysed it closer. Um, mainly due to the podcast mm. and um, I guess our interest has grown in it and we can actually kind of see Different the deficiencies stuff, yeah. in people's game where where things are just hype and recency bias and where yeah. things are actually you know correct true mm. and uh, yeah so I thought I thought Kelma was a little bit disappointing in that regard last one I've got is Ruben Garrick now this I, is an interesting one he wasn't terrible he wasn't terrible and he moved from wing to center to fullback. And this may come from, uh, like I said, 2022. Just kind of stat watching a little bit. Um, looking at some of his better moments, watching highlights, things like that. But um, yeah, I just noticed that his impact in the game dropped off a little bit. He had one really good game at center against the Dolphins. Yeah. But uh, the game against the Titans wasn't convincing. Um and at fullback, he just just didn't really add a lot of spark uh, mm. to the team. And Ruben Garrick was uh, 
I think I rated him a lot higher coming into the season than a lot of other people did. And, yeah, I just think I've come back down to earth a little bit on that one. He's still a good player. Borderline top 10. Like, what, what position do you even put him in? I'd say winger for now. If you put him, Okay, if you put him in the wing, he's probably bottom of the top 10-ish. Yeah. Uh, whereas I would have had him, like, fifth last year. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I've got Ruben Garrick in disappointments. All right. I think that does us for the uh, the review. Yep. We uh, let's move in to the preview. All right, losses and gains. You ready? Yeah, it's you can take, take us from forty-five minutes to probably <laughs> fifty-five minutes. All right. So Latu Fainu gone. Uh, Samuel Fainu gone. Kelmatulongi gone. Morgan Harper gone. Ko Weeks gone. Sean Kepi gone. I forgot about him. Possibly Josh Alloy gone. Fletcher Myers. Uh, before the start of the season. Yeah, if you want to count Fletcher Myers, he te- technically was last, like left midway through last season, so I don't think it was counted on the NRL website. Yeah, a lot. And I've got Matt Lodge here too. And Jake Toby. Who I oh. don't, yeah. And Matt Lodge for the year. Yeah, I, I think you, yeah, he'll be at the back end of it, but whatever. Yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a big list. Big list. Big now, list. Let's, t- let's talk so, about their gains. I, I, just, I, I want to talk about a few of their losses. Like I know, but I'm just gonna say let's put everyone on the on the platter, and then we can start. We can go wherever. All right, cool. Uh, Gaines, Luke Brooks, that's the big one. Uh, Tommy Talia, the big one. Well, that that, that is the ma- their main. I know. I just can't believe. It. I just can't believe the amount of slander this guy cops, and he's the big one. Like, yeah, because he's not the Tigers anymore. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Tommy Talia, Jackson Paulo, Atasi James, Corey Waddell. Um. We've also uh, just signed. Uh, it's not a top thirty spot. It's a uh, reserve spot. Uh, Bailey Hodgson from the Knights. Yeah. And um, it looks like we're going to end up getting Nathan Brown. So who? Nathan, Nathan Brown. Brown. Yeah. yeah. So uh, those will be our gains for the season. I um, I'm very high on Jackson Paulo. Hello. Uh, we'll see that when we move on to the next second. I'm very high on him. You know who else I'm really, really high on going into next year? No. The Fainu boys. <laughs> I'm really high on them. I reckon they would have a great year. Um, no, but seriously, I think they're huge. I mean, Manly were never going to cough up the 500 grand each that that we did. Oh, absolutely not. Maybe looked back as... We did not have the money for that. Yeah. Maybe looked back as one of the better investments in the club's history or maybe look back and save Manly. Yep. So we don't know yet. Um, Tuolangi, I think he's replaceable. Um, you know, I just think for he's the right. final boys, even if they turn into good players, if it if it's better for Manly's roster overall, like yeah. cap wise and yeah. that, probably the better. This move. is your window. I think Manly understand with yeah, DCE. This DC, is your window. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I feel like DCE, like he still looks better than ever, but I, I feel like three years max. Yeah. Before he before he hangs up the boots, and yeah. I think Fainu, like they said, I, I know I I was just seeing red when we when we actually let them go, yeah. like a lot of Manly fans were, but um, yeah, he's he's not gonna be in his prime at that by that point, yeah, and developing. Oh, you never him, know. Oh, you never know. But like, he, he might be a beast at twenty one, but yeah, he'd probably be better at twenty four even. But yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I don't think they can waste time developing these guys if they're trying to win a premiership with in DC's window. 
Yep, I agree with you. I think that's the same for Fletcher Myers. Uh, Kelmer Tuolangi, I think, was expendable too, especially oh, yeah. with the money that you're uh-huh. handing out to other people. Uh, Morgan Harper, again, I think he was expendable. KO needed another opportunity to change the scenery, needed to go somewhere else. And that does it for the losses. Cappy. Cappy, yeah, I don't really agree with that, but apparently he had some attitude problems. I think it's fine. That's what, I don't, Ma- I don't, that's what Molly said. I don't, I don't mind letting Cappy go. Add some cap on, you know, some I, free I think cap, it, I think our forward depth at the moment, like, like you, I, I, I wouldn't have had him on a bench. On a I bench would spot. have. I would have. Okay. We'll get into that later. I don't think you're going to like my bench. Um, Gaines, Luke Brooks, one of the better partners, I think, for DCE. Just fit. I think I think fit-wise would be very good for Brooks. Yeah. I'm excited to see how he's going to play. So am I, because the bloke has been copying it for so many years, and I've always kind of stood by Brooks. Yep. Um, there were a few, obviously, moments where I kind of snapped a little bit, but uh, Brooks has a lot of talent, and when he turns it on, he's one of the better players in the league to watch. He's so fast, and he's a very smart player. I just think a lot of the times there hasn't been a roster around him for, di- for him to succeed. Uh, the bloke's a Dallium halfback of the year. That's not, uh, that's not a fluke. Yep. And it looks like a fluke, but it's not. The mm-hmm. guy's talented. Um, I think Tommy Talao, it's a decent signing. I that's why you've obviously let Harper go, because you're bringing him in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, going younger there and probably going we're, a bit we're cheaper. We've still got a few decent juniors in that yeah. position. Yeah, I, I I do like Talao. think, again, he needed to change the scenery too. Yep. Um, Jackson Polo, he's the one I'm very high on. I think he got done very dirty by the Joey Manu experiment. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he was actually having an outstanding year. I think he can flourish at Manly. Corey Waddell, um, again, think he's just a depth forward. Oh, yeah. Probably yeah, have good money. Forward. Been at Manly before, knows the club. Just a journeyman, and he'll he'll provide you some leadership. And Nathan Brown, potentially I've got him here without a strict, because it basically yep. it seems like it's a done deal. And Tarsi James as well. And Tarsi James. I think, he, I think he's a good pick-up too, if you guys want to be the Tigers. And see, just keep buying out, just keep see, buying out that, players. That's why... I don't mind letting Kepi go, not because Tarsi James is as good as him, but in my, I've got a best 17, which Kepi didn't feature in anyway, and then like if we have to put in a Tarsi James, uh, like even a Woods or whatever, in for a, a few games, or Waddell, it's not going to be the end of the world. Yeah. And I've got Nathan Brown to consider now. Yeah, so Because I. I didn't... I think that'll be done, and I think he'll be your starting lock. Yeah, this is... The, or, or that's interesting. Be... We'll talk about it when we get to yeah. it. Well, see, they've been trying to move Jake to prop, but I they haven't had an option. It, but we didn't have an, an a lock option. But the thing is, I just, I don't like. I did think Jake would be a better prop for our rotations and mm. all that. Like I said before, I just liked him at lock a lot better for the team in terms of his ball playing, his first receiver role. Yeah, yeah, yeah I. I I liked him as a lock. But, uh, yeah, with Nathan Brown coming in, I, I think he could start. I think there's a decent chance. Yeah, I don't mind it at all. Anything else on your losses and gains, mate? Um, no. That's 17. Cool, let's get it. Show me the money. I think we've both gone cooler at fullback. We have. Now, that obviously means Tom Trebojevic is in the centres, correct? We have. Okay. Let's explain our point of view there. Now, a lot of people are going to say, oh, it's reactionary to the last two games. It is. I just saw a generational but, fullback but, in front of my but eyes. I don't think it's... 
I think it... Okay, yeah. I think it's less to do with that and a little bit more to do with your boy. I think it suits both of them. Yeah, I agree. I think Turbo needs... And people say, oh, but it's always peak dinner. If mate, it doesn't matter. Like, but the way the way he did it was diving for the ball like a fullback yeah. would to clear it, and that's how he did his shoulder. Anyone could have done that. That's how he did his shoulder. Twenty twenty two as well. Um, his other hamstring injuries have all been running back from a kick return. Um, yeah, he's he's had a lot. Um, the Melbourne pack injury was uh, clearing a ball, um, clearing it dead. Um, mm. covering as the fullback. And yeah, I, I just think fullback at the moment, especially after all these injuries, I don't think it's a coincidence anymore. I don't think Senna is going to completely eradicate every risk of injury, but I just think it'll be better for him to, you know, get in, make his runs, you know, make your tackles, um, mm. just just get through games. Yeah. And then we can... Then we can reassess. We can reassess later. Yeah. I've got Saab and Jackson Polo on the wing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, let me let, let me finish my last point on this. I feel so it's it's going to spoil some of my best yep. seventeen. But I think Brooks and should start defensively together. Are going to be amazing, and um, what if they aren't? Are going to be amazing defensively. What if they aren't? I, I don't think they will be. That's what I'm saying. I don't think they're going to be, be a great. You, you don't worry. Keep going. I don't think they're going to be a great defensive pairing. Um, and I know Cool is a good defender. What if defender. they aren't? It's just, bro, I think Cool is a good defender, but like you said, whether it's just he's not loud enough or there's miscommunications so you got parks. You between, got parks. between the inside man. You got, just say you got big parks. No, I got Tommy in the centers, bro, on that left edge. So, Garrick, your other center? Yes. Okay. Who's your other winger? Hey, Ray Vega. Okay. Okay, so, anyway, to finish my point, Tom Trebojevic, I... I he also suits out there because I think he will shore up that defense mm. a little bit, especially communication. Especially communication wise. What if they aren't? Um, and the last, the last thing I need to say about um, uh, this switch is well. I thought you were going to slander me for it for moving Tommy to the centers. I mean, cool. I'm the biggest back. advocate for Tommy to the centers. I know you are now, but I, like, I was at the center until, last year. Until until here, until this point. I thought you were going to slander no, before. No way. He, as soon as Manly get in the red zone, Tommy's fullback. Oh, the roaming center. No, 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 no. He's not a roaming center. They full switch positions. That's the dankest thing I've ever heard of my life. When, when Manly are on the line, Tom Trebojevic is the fullback. Oh. You cannot deny... Unless he's unless he's got all these like hammy issues and problems with how he's running and all that, like he's almost the best in the game in the red zone. Let him cook. Let him cook. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. He with had fifty six um try contributions in was, like yeah, but sixteen games. Lin sanity, bro. Lin sanity. So yeah, as soon as they get there, and I think Cooler, his best parts of fullback are his. Obviously, speed and how dynamic he is, mm. and his X factor, and his breakaways mm. from our own end yep. could be insane. I know, I know, Tommy did that a little bit as well, but I think Cooler would do it better. He's that smaller, faster, quicker on his feet. Um, has a good, had a good combination with um, DCA and Hamale on that edge. Mm. 
Um, he could hit Saab. Like, there's so many possibilities, and I think that feeds into the strength that we had that they can score from anywhere. Yeah. But when we get to that red zone, I'm not confident. I'm not as confident with Kula's ball playing or his or his positioning or anything like that. I think Tom Draboyevich would just... And obviously, like, middle of the play, they're not just going to go, yo, there's the 20, we just ran over the 20 <laughs> switch. It'll yeah. be like, forward will take a run and they'll do it while while that play is happening. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd have... Tommy's that in that position when when they're in the red zone. So my back line is totally caught. Yeah, go. My I'm back done. line is Tolu Kola, Jason Saab, Tommy Turbo, Ruben Garrick, and Jackson Polo. Yep, so I've got uh, Tolu Kola, Jason Saab, Turbo, Garrick, and Vega. So that's the only difference, Vega and Polo. I think Polo will probably end up getting it, uh, just because he's more, more proven in the NRL. Mm. I think I want to give Vega a bit more time. I don't think... I mean, he had a few... What, eight eight to ten games last season yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, he's killing it in cup. He's um he's shown signs of being a very very solid winger. He's 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 a bit small, but in terms of his hard runs, um, his hits, he how he can fire up the team. I, I think I'd have Vega in there. But yeah. um, if if it starts not to work, you you're hundred percent either go Paulo or you move Garrick back and have yeah. Brad Parker. Yeah. So. Halves, Brooks DC. Yeah, Brooks in daily. Not much we need to say about that. Yep. Done. Front row. I've gone Paseca and Toff Sibley. I have two. I think that's now, the best combination. With, with your roster, Nathan Brown's not on the roster right now. Oh, okay. So we're not, we're not counting Nathan Brown? I haven't got him because he okay. hasn't actually been signed. Okay, I've got LAA then. On the bench? No, no, no. I've got, I've got Paseca and LAA. Ah, Okay. Now, oh, okay. now when Lodge is back, Aloya is out completely wow. for Lodge. I'm yep. not dropping him to the bench. But uh, yeah, I think Aloya has to start. I, I don't... What, when we get to the bench so props, you, you'll see. So I said I've got Paseca and Sipley. Yeah, I've and got Paseca said... and Aloya. <laughs> okay, you just confused me. Right, okay. Yeah, we're good. But when Lodge is back, Aloya is... It's a straight swap. Yeah. There's no dropping to the bench yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Second rows, I've got Hamola and Schuster. I've got Hamole and Burbo. Yeah, I think that's a real possibility. Um, yeah, if, if Schuster... You know what? Even if he doesn't um, uh, play bad, they might just go with Burbo from the get-go. He was looking very good um, within the team um, in second row. had the combinations. And Schuster just didn't put his best foot forward. Yep. Uh, was, was injury-prone throughout the year as well. So... Yeah, I could see them giving it to Burbo. The only issue is, and again, it's gonna it's gonna spoil a bench pick maybe for you, but I, I can't see Schuster as a bench bench player. Mm. But um, I I don't know if you have him on the bench or not. I just I just don't see his impact off the bench. No, I, I get what you're saying. Right. I get what you're saying. Lock, I've got Jake. I've got Jake too. I've got Croker at nine as well. Yep, same. All right, my fourteen. I've got Gordon. Gordon. I think that could be very dangerous now. I'm just living on the Appy Coruscant and Essie Finu days. He rem- he's not obviously as good as him. Yeah. Yet he probably won't ever get to Appy level, but could could get to around what Manessi was. Uh, if he's developed right, he gives me those vibes. When he came into the game, he was always on the front foot, um, ran at the right times. Just took that took that extra step or two before he passed the ball. It makes it look so smooth. I love when number mm-hmm. nines do that. Appy does it as well. Um, and I, I think he's got 
he'll have a good rotation with Croker. I think if, yeah. let's say, Croker plays 55, 60 minutes and you give Gordon at, at the back end of each halves, ends up playing 20 to 25, perfect. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good rotation. I've then got Bullymore, Burbo, and Sipley. We've got Bullymore, Allier, and D Madison. Well, now I understand why you think our bench is horrendous. I think I just picked the three most consistent players from last year. Yeah, I like but it's because we've got different starting yeah. teams. Yeah, I like Dean Madison. I actually think he's a very solid NRL player. I think he could be a... I think Josh Allier still got a lot to offer in this league, and Billy Moore, I think, was one of your most consistent followers last year. Yep. Um, I just Tristan needs to work his way in. I don't care about his contract. I yep. don't care about any of that. He needs to play hard to go in, because if everything's just given to him, it's not going to work. Yep. He needs to earn it. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Um, if I were to have... Um, well, okay. That's the next thing. Where, where do we fit Nathan Brown and all that? To me, Jake goes to 10, simply replaces Maddo, and Nathan Brown goes to lock. Okay. I really like how fast Sipley's game has come. And I Sipley feel, drops to the bench, obviously. I feel like he'd be really, really good as a bench impact player. I just don't see him as a starter yet. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. That, that's the only reason. And I almost had um, Jacob Prop, Nathan Brown. Oh, how do I do this? Oh, if Nathan Brown was there, I'd almost just get rid of Aloye yeah. and start Sipley because Bully Moore's not a starter. Yeah, okay. Fair play. But, uh, yeah. So, my bench is uh, Gordon, Bully Moore, Burbo, Sipley, which I think is quite a decent bench in terms yeah. of names. Yeah. I'm with you. I've really just got Matto on there. Yeah. Instead of Schuster or Burbo. Uh, off-season targets. I want you to chat to me because I've got 10. How about... Wait, wait, t- T- 2024 awards predictions. Oh, you want to go awards first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to finish? You want to finish? Finish on the off-season targets. All right. Uh, MVP, I've got Hamole. Ooh, I've got Turbo. i got Hamole. I think he's yeah. going to play Origin. Uh, I yep. think he's going to play three games of Origin. And I think he's just going to be the best backer of the comp by almost a country mile. Damn. All right. I've got Turbo. Um, that's generally just if he stays fit, I think he's going to be the best player. Yep. Breakout, I've got Jackson Paula. I've got Tolly Kula. I like it. I like it, but I feel like he had If he plays fullback. Yeah, okay. But i got Jackson Paula. Just, I don't th- even think people are picking them in their starting lineups, but no. I think he's going to be great this year. Yep. Every every wing, manly winger in the last couple of years has looked very good, like yeah. being in that side and the way they play, and I think he fits like a glove into that team and that system, and I think he's going to have a great year. Yep. Uh, most improved, I've got Cooler again. Most improved, I'll go Cooler. Just yes, I'll go Cooler. Uh, just as a fullback, developing yeah. those, those things you need to play in the spine. Ones to watch. I have two. I All can right. separate them. All right. Go. Gordon. Yeah. Now that is a. Uh, it's probably the most logical pick mm-hmm. because he's the one that's going to get playing time out of these two. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll explain later. I'll be surprised if you know who my next guy is. He's, he's in Reggie's. But, um, yeah, Gordon. And uh, just like I said, I think he could have a... Uh, I know who it is. Who? You, I'm going to pull him up. Oh, did I message you, you about him? No, 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 you didn't. Why do you think... He you plays New South Wales Cup, right? Yeah. He hasn't got a contract for next year. In New South Wales Cup, he does? No. 
Are we talking about? Are you serious? Who? Who? Let me just pull the name up. Oh, God. I, I really hope he's got a contracting cup. There's no way we're letting him go. No way. Anyway, Gordon, I think you could have a formidable pairing with Croker. I think he... Oh, I think, I think Foul Lolo, Lalo. Yeah. That's, yeah, him. He doesn't have a... Last time, last time I heard, but that was a couple of weeks ago. So... Let me get this thing straight. We have all their good young wingers and centers. Benji this guy broke out. This guy broke out this year. Benji wants him. Great. Anyways, he might want to watch. He might get game time at some point, mm. whether that be at Manly or the Tigers. Um, when you know there's play, there's injuries, things like that, um, and the depth is a little bit low. But he he came in last season in cut. Uh, twenty nine tries in twenty four games. Whoa. And didn't only didn't score in two. Crazy. And I think he had, I think he had ten try assists as well because he played. He, he yeah. didn't play wing all season. Well, I think he only played twelve or thirteen games on the wing. Yeah. So those tries weren't just all, all winger tries. He played a few games at fullback. Played a lot of games at center as well. So. Oh yeah. So he's a winger, center, fullback. He did goal kick, for um. I feel like it could have been Johns yeah, for a lot of the season, but when Johns was in the main team, Faolo kicked. Not well, but he he can kick, but just not at that elite level. He's like a 75% yeah. kicker. You know, like those backup like Critter mm. kicking kicking ability. So he's pretty he's pretty good. I feel like he should be one to, one, one to watch, and he's a guy that, for example, I would have gone over signing like a Tommy Talao. Yeah, just because he's been coming through the system, and yeah, those are my ones to watch. I've got Brooks, of course. Microscopes hit me on him. They're gonna almost have a box of just Brooks doing whatever he wants in the corner of every broadcast. So, I think Brooks is definitely one to watch. This is a big, big, big year for him, for his career. Um, I hope he has a great. I hope he has a great season. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely be keeping a close eye on him and what he's doing in that new manly team. Yep. All right. Now can we go to off-season time? I have four. I've got ten. Now, okay, yeah, I could have gone through and got... I, I didn't want to get that much, but there's definitely a lot of guys that they could go for. Let me hear your first one. I'm going to start from, like... Oh, I've got Nathan Brown. The oh, free okay. agent. Yep. Lock. Don't really need to say much about him. I've, I've also got them in t- um, order of most likely. I and, haven't. I'm going to say And two of them are mine. pretty unlikely, but anyway. Okay. Well, I'm going to say mine in the order of, like... Who's the lowest caliber player to the highest? All right, give me. But Nathan Brown's not included in that, just because he's. Go through your ten and explain. You want me to go through all my ten? Yeah, one by one. We can talk about it. All right, Nathan Brown. We've already spoken so much about him. Yep. So adds a lot of mongrel, never gives up. Yeah. We'll just leave him there. Raymond Fatal Mariner. Okay. I feel like you guys need bench depth and a leader. I feel like he's both of that. Uh, I feel like you could get him on a good deal from the Dogs. I know he's on a little bit of a pay packet, but again, I don't think, you know, I think the Dogs would chip in and let him go. And I still think he's got a lot to offer. I still think he's got a lot of talent. And unfortunately, I just think he was wasted by the Dogs last year. Mm-hmm. Toby Rudolph. His contract's coming up uh, with Cronulla. Again, think you guys need some big front rowers. I know he's probably not your favourite player, but... I um, do like what he offers sometimes, and I feel like when 
he's not like the centerpiece of a pack. He could actually be a very, very solid player. And I um, think he would be a good get for you guys. Yep. Uh, next, I've got Kles Haas. Um, bit back row depth if the Schuster experiment doesn't work out. Very young. Has a lot to offer. That looks like the Titans are going to let him test the open market. And I think on the right for the right price, I think he's a nice little young player to add to your bench depth. Yep. Oh. Sean Bloor. Okay. Tigers are offering him around everywhere. Um, and I think if you guys were to offer him the right contract, it could definitely be a negotiation. Now, I don't know. I like that. If but it, I'd, like, I'd bring him on in the middle. So would I. I yeah. think that's where he's best served, to be honest. But um, I love Sean Ball. I think he's got a huge general future. Unfortunately, I don't know if that's at the Tigers. Um, but I think he would be a great get, especially at his age. For me, with Manly, I'm just trying to get in some younger players that can make an impact now but are also going to be there to set, kind of lay the foundation of rebuild once the DC era is kind of yep. over. Um, Ewan Aitken. I think he's a quality player. I really thought about putting Ewan Aitken. Um, I think if the Turbo Center experiment doesn't work, the Garrick Center experiment doesn't work, yep. he's strange. straight in there. Mm-hmm. So good defensively, so solid every game. Just think he's a great player as well. Just to have around your squad, he can kind of slot in anywhere. Yep. Um, and I think he, again, good contract, cheap contract. You guys don't have a lot of room to move. I think he'd be a good get, though. Um, the only, the thing that I, I didn't go you and Aitken for, mm. now I know he's better than Brad Parker. Yep. But I feel like he's a similar Build, molded yeah, uh, player yeah, I agree. I agree, yeah. as Brad Parker is. Now, yeah, he's a little bit better. At, I think Parker edges him out defensively, but mm. in, in attack, it's you and Aitken all the way. Anyway, they're similar molds. And I feel like Manly's just re-signed Parker. They're just going to yeah. probably have him uh, as, uh, as their next uh, man Yeah, down. I can see that. I've got two more. Wurumu Greg. Okay. Again, fits the exact mould I want off your bench. He's young. And Parramatta's forward situation is a bit iffy at the moment. They're offering a lot of people around. Um, and I feel like they're a bit of a cap squeeze as well with Panasini, with the likes of... Um, them coming off contract, so I think yeah. Well, Penasini's not coming off contract, but he's gonna want to upgrade. They've just upgraded Bryce, Bryce Cartwright. They've got a lot of players coming through. So for me, yeah, I think Wurrimu Greg is attainable. Realistically, not very likely, but I think he's still a big option. Now, is his first name Kalefi? Yeah, I've got him. Finafuyaki. I love that man. Yeah. He's so good. Uh, yeah. Now, obviously, as that, he's been playing a minimum bench role. So we finally agreed on one. Yeah, Finafuyaki. Yeah, okay. Keep going. Yeah, I, I, I love him, bro. It just whenever I watch him at the Cowboys, like, I hated him and Lukey getting injured because I like him too. But Finafuyaki got on that bench spot and he killed it. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I think so he'd be a great kid. And yeah. I, I honestly think. Left edge back row, or off the bench, wherever I'm you need him. Bring him off the bench at the start, yeah. and then if it goes really, really well, you, you can start him. I love him. I menace. think he's a great He's player. a menace. Yeah, I love, I've got Finafuyaki there. I got one more player. Go. A former Origin player. Ooh. 
Jordan McLean. A left edge back rower, former Origin player. Angus Crichton. Okay. Okay. Keep going. Roosters want to get rid of him. We don't. We have I no think, I think they'll keep him. But, no. but, but they do want to get rid of him. Yep. They're going to be open to offers. And just imagine. If you could... Anthony Seabob was out Sydney. You do know that he was out South Sydney. Don't know if it, don't know if it was the same time as Angus Crichton was in. I think I it think does work it. out. But... If you can get him back to the form he was in, we mm-hmm. saw flashes of it this year. Yep. Him and Homole in the back row. Yeah, I know. Very good. That would be nuts. That would be nuts. He's kind of the big baller I'd be looking to go for. And the more I think about it, the more excited it makes me for the fact that you guys could get him. I still think there's Angus Crichton in there. I still think he's in would there. Would he take a small deal, though? Because I don't think we've got a lot of cap but you, space. But you can well, take depends. him off the roosters. Okay. Yeah, right. Alright. And I think... I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. I, I actually 500 really, grand, actually really 500 like grand it. is a risk I'd be willing to take. Especially in the new cap. I think it's worth giving it a shot. Because if you get him back to... Like, you've got the two best back rows in the comp almost. Yep. I think it's worth giving it a shot. And the more I think about it, the more I be like, far out. If Manly get their mitts on him, then pff, it could be long for the rest of the comp. All right. Give me the other three. I talked for too long. I have... Look, wh- one of them is a little bit out there. I uh, like that, though. I like that. It's th- a target. It doesn't mean you're going to get him. The first one is uh, Adam Finnell Blake. For next season. Yeah. Not next. Okay. Sorry. 2025. Is that the one that's a bit out there? No. Okay. I still like it. Yeah. Because I, I think that was a real real chance before the Warriors kept him for this season. Mm-hmm. I feel like Manly can get rid of just enough cap to bring him in. Um, I feel like we have a lot of... Like, Paseca is slightly above average. But I feel like we have a lot of other around average kind of props. I don't want to sign another one. Yep. I feel like if we're going to go for a prop, we got to go... For a, like an enforcer type player, mm-hmm. like like an AFB, like I know Tino's not available, but th- yeah. those type of players, and I I feel like that is the only one that could work out. Yeah. Out of those guys, now thinking about, it, I just brought up the cap space issue. Um, with Crichton, if we can get rid of enough money for AFB, we can get rid of enough for Crichton. Yeah. So we can target one of them. We're yeah. not getting both is at all. So um. Second one, I think I said this in a pod earlier in the year, and I think Manly were actually looking into it. Uh, Savage. Ooh, I like out that. of favour. Is that out there? Well, I mean, is that, it is, is that but the one it's that's a bit out there. Is that what you're saying? It it is, but it's not really the one I was talking about. Oh, okay. And it's it's not like a like a massive oh we're gonna get this superstar. It's just like I I don't know how realistic it is. Yeah. Anyway. Savage, we're already a fast team. Uh, like, pairing with Tom, pairing with Cooler, pairing with Saab. It's, it, that would be insane. He's out of favourite Canberra. We'd play him on the wing, which I feel like that left edge spot, it may not be a weak spot this season. Vagra or Paulo could come good, but at the moment, on paper, it's definitely a weak spot in the in the team. And I, I think Savage would, would upgrade that. I, I think Savage is quite yep. a good winger. Yep. 
Last one. Same position. Taruva. Ooh. That's the yeah, bit one. That's the little bit out there one. He's off contract at the end of next season. Mm-hmm. I feel like Penrith have a have a tight squeeze. And I think if it comes to it, they've got to re-sign Sorensen as well. Um, still to come. They can only offer Luai eight fifty at the moment and our is not on that type of money, but if he's they've got to re-sign a lot. If it comes to it, the wing is the one that's gonna end up going, they're gonna go next man up. Yeah. I feel like Jesse McLean is is not a guy that they're going like, Oh god, we're gonna have to play Jesse McLean this season. Like he's yeah. probably the best winger coming through the ranks at the moment. Um Penrith Juniors are always always stacked. They could put Taylor May back out there if they wanted to and have Alamotti come through. Could mm. play McLean in the centers. Jack Cole. They've got tons of options. And again, like I said, that point is, is it's probably a weak point for Manly. That that left wing spot at the moment, unless they're going to put Garrick there. But at the moment, Vega or Paulo, I think, is the weak point. And uh, Taruval Savage would, would do very good. I do like it. I do like it. That's all I've got. That's all I've got. All right, that brings us to, you reckon, the longest team pod so far? Now 16? Yeah. Now 17? Oh, probably close, mate. Probably close. I think it's a solid episode. Obviously, it's a team that I've paid the closest attention to mm. because it's my team. So, yeah, I feel like I had a lot more to talk about than, than some of the other teams. Um, and, yeah. Uh, right. I, I think we've got a lot, a lot out of that episode. All right. Well, I'll make sure I get this one up on time instead of being a slacker. Uh, we will see you guys in the next episode. Let us know if you're, if you're enjoying this series. Run up the Insta, run up everything, run up Spotify, run up... Run it up. And we'll see you guys uh, for whom? Who is the next episode? Storm. Oh, for the Storm. I've got a nice got agenda. A I've got a nice agenda to push for that. So do I. All, All right. right. We'll catch you boys in the next one. Stay blessed. Stay safe. We'll see you for the moment. Gee-hoo!